This is the Hockey News Podcast. Welcome to the Hockey News Prospect Podcast. I'm Stephen Ellis. Joining me here today is Ryan Kennedy, the usual host. Uh, we are at Hamilton in for the first Ontario Center. Yes, that's what it's called now. Yes. yes. Uh, used to be called the Cops Coliseum. We just watched the CHL Top Prospects game, and uh, we got to see kind of, like, th- this is a really strong year for CHL prospects in general. Last year, it was a, little, a very American-dominated first round, but this year, we could see somewhere between 15 to 17 uh, CHL prospects, starting with uh, Ramouski's Alexis Lafreniere. He, he didn't score today, but I thought he had a pretty good game through a couple good hits. What did you see out of him? Yeah, I think there was sort of a confirmation of why he's the number one prospect. And he actually, you know, he had a goal called back on an offside that looked like a pretty good snipe at the time. But what I like about Lafreniere is that he seems to start off every game with a big hit. Mm -hmm. And I asked him about it afterwards, and he said, you know, it sort of gets him involved, gets him going. And it's kind of fun because you see the skill and you see the way he can dominate physically, but that's not all he does you know he can be that physical presence he can set the tone for a game and we saw that at the world juniors in Ostrava and I think we saw that again tonight that he really puts his stamp on proceedings and and you look at a guy like Lafreniere compared to a guy like Quinton Byfield from Sudbury those are two very different players in the way they play and we see Byfield's typically the more more physical player, but I'd have to say, comparatively today, it was kind of one-sided on who was the better player, and that was Lafreniere for the most part. Third period, I thought Byfield played pretty well, and mm. you said that too earlier, but I, I, I have to give the edge there to Lafreniere just because I thought he did a lot more, and Byfield was kind of just, it was almost like what we saw out of the World Junior, just a whole lot of mm. not much. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to remember that you know he's about 10 months younger than Lafreniere, who is a late birthday, mm-hmm. um, but I agree. I think as the game went on, he got stronger. And, you know, the most enticing thing is the raw package of skill. And, you know, for a player that has scored so much in his junior career already, it's kind of fun to think about what Byfield will be like one year from now, three years from now. And, you know, given his frame, given the variety of skill sets that he has, I think that's really enticing. And, you know, right now... Yeah, Lafreniere is ahead of him. I like how you said that as as Quinn walk- Byfield was walking past. Yeah, yes. he smiled. He, I don't know if he there heard you were saying, but yeah, yeah I think the, when you look at Byfield, and some people say you know he's not the game changer that we see from Lafreniere, and that's okay. I don't say because Byfield, we, we know how good he is in Sudbury. And mm. the one thing people kind of forget is he's put up some incredible numbers without a whole lot of help on his side. He's, mm-hmm. he's got a bit of help with some recent trades at the, the trade deadline, but this is a guy that Lafreniere was on the, one of the best lines in the entire uh, QMJHL, if not yeah. the entire CHL. Yeah. Byfield hasn't had that, and mm-hmm. he's kind of to do a lot of the work himself, which makes him a very interesting player from that. And having a guy his size at 6'4", 6'5", yep. having him be an effective center like that, as your number one setter potentially next year for some team, like that's mm-hmm. that's a huge get. Well, and you know, you hit on something right there that Byfield is a center, uh, which tends to be more valuable in the NHL. He you know, Lafreniere. He was a good winger at the World Juniors. Yeah, not yeah. bad. I mean, you know, he's lear- he was learning a new position, and you sort of give him credit for that. But you're right. I mean, you you know, you look at Lafreniere's line uh, with veteran Cedric Paré and then uh, Calgary Flames pick Dimitri Zavgorodny, who was 
been on the shelf uh, recently, but you know, those are the top scorers in the Quebec League. Now, what's interesting for me is now that we're into the second half of the CHL season, um, the Sudbury Wolves picked up Maciej Picard, the Buffalo Sabres prospect, and you know, you get him with Byfield, and all of a sudden, you get another weapon for this guy to play with, and I think that's really intriguing, and it'll be fun to see how many points he can put up with a guy like Picard on his wing. Yeah, and the thing of Picard there is, you know, he's not going to be a super high-volume shooter, not going to be like, putting up a, t- a ton of offense, but Byfield doesn't have to be everything now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. He kind of has help. And we, we see guys like David Levin. And, you know, like he's obviously a vet in the league. He's a former number one prospect. But I don't think we see him kind of compete with the same level of Byfield. Uh, maybe Picard, who could be in the NHL, honestly, two or three years from now. Yeah. Buffalo. So, yeah. Uh, Jamie Drysdale, a guy that I thought had kind of a quiet game, but he had a really big World Juniors. And, you know, maybe he just needs a bit of a break. There's a chance that he could play four games in four days, mm. uh, which is kind of incredible. Uh, what did you like out of Jamie Drysdale's game? Well, you know, it's kind of more of the same with Drysdale, where his biggest assets are his skating and his smarts. And you're right. You know, he wasn't like a major standout this uh, this game, but you also have to remember that it's 40 of the best players in the CHL. One game. It's one game. Um, you know, he was playing on a pairing with Jeremy Poirier uh, from St. John in the Quebec League, and, and Poirier is very good at rushing the puck. So is Drysdale. Um, but, you know, I, I think what we saw was Drysdale hanging back a bit more, making some smart plays. To me, Drysdale is head and shoulders the best defenseman in the draft. You know, there's, there's not a lot for him left to prove. Really, my question is how high does he go? Is he third overall? Is he fourth overall? You know, where does he land? Because if you look at his skill set, it's exactly what NHL teams want right now. And I just think that the future is so bright for him. And he's showing that he's a consistent player at a high level. Yeah, it's his bad games are still better than most defensemen. That he right. Plays, which is kind of saying so. This is a guy that I... I Maybe the playing says aren't fully the same, but I really like him as like a Bowen Byram type player. Uh, we saw Byram kind of when he needed to was fantastic for Canada the World Juniors, mm-hmm. and I thought Drysdale was too at points. And uh, the other guy that that made Team Canada's World Junior team, uh, Dawson Mercer, mm-hmm. a guy that I honestly kind of forgot he was even in the game at points of the top prospects game. Yeah, I think. What I liked about Mercer tonight was that he was hard on pucks. He was pretty tenacious. Um, yeah, you, you didn't see a lot of the the high end scoring necessarily, but I you know I liked that he was kind of grinding there, and I, I think that's the reason that he made Team Canada over some of the other forwards they had is they knew that you know Dawson Mercer can be put on the penalty kill, mm-hmm. and actually you know he killed the penalty tonight in the top prospects game. Um, I'm intrigued to see how high Dawson Mercer goes. He, you know, he was just traded to Shakutami, and uh, the Saganines uh, have a very good squad. So, you know, obviously hoping for a long playoff run there. But um, I, I think Mercer has a lot of tools, and whereas he might not have a high high end like some of the other guys that we've been talking about, I think he's the type of guy that you can pencil in for like a 15-year NHL career yeah. easily. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to see Deco Dawes, unfortunately. He's uh, out with an upper body injury. Um, those are the top prospects. Those are the guys that we know are going to go pretty early in the draft. Nico Dawes, maybe not. He's a goaltender. Right. Uh, who, else did you, who else impressed you? Because I know there were a lot of guys that maybe weren't high on anyone's radar in terms of, like, wow factor that kind of turned things around today. Yeah, I thought this was a very good showcase game for uh, a lot of players. 
the most obviously being Tyson Forrester from the Barry Colts, you know, player of the game for his team, had two goals. Uh, I think he had an assist as well. Just really showed off a great goal scoring, goal scoring touch. Mm -hmm. I also like how he shielded the puck when he needed to. Uh, he was fantastic off the rush, but there were times even in the defensive zone where, you know, he was winning battles or he was holding on to the puck at important times. And I, I thought that was uh, a, a pretty valuable asset. Uh, another player that really opened my eyes was Ridley Gregg. Yeah. Um, and actually, he was on the the same line as Tyson Forrester with Connor Zary. The whole line was good. I liked Zary a lot, too. Uh, but Ridley Gregg, you know, listed at 5'11", 163 pounds, but... Nothing you know, special offensively, at least in WHM. Yeah, yeah, not a huge stand. About a point per game guy, um, but I like this physical game. Uh, I, I like how involved he was. I thought, you know, he really kind of stood out in a positive way during this game. Uh, Lucas Cormier from Charlottetown was another player that caught my eye on quite a few occasions. Offensive defenseman, I thought he was really good on the blue line. Uh, obviously, moves the puck really well. Uh, you know, a great skater. So I, I thought it was a good game for him. Um, and then I was also say Casper uh, Pudio from Everett, yeah. another guy kind of like Ridley Gregg, where he's not big. Uh, Pudio's a defenseman, but um, very good defensive play and pretty strong. Like he looked, uh, you know, like he was kind of hard to hit. Yep. Um, and for a guy that's listed at 5'11", 180 pounds, I mean that's a that's a decent build, no doubt. Uh, but for a defenseman, it's not huge. But I thought he kind of played a bit bigger than his frame would suggest and that's that's always a positive uh, there were a lot of teammates in this game but they're kind of split up but the one combination we did get to see jack quinn and marco rossi i thought they were a lot of fun to watch tonight specifically rossi he's a small guy who moves so well and i i wrote for the, the hockey news.com uh, this week i said if he's your number two centerman in the nhl you're gonna be playing a lot of long playoff series like, he's gonna be doing so much for you uh so what do you think of those two guys together? Because those are guys that play together on almost 67s. We know how good they are. Jack Quinn is kind of just like a sneaky good goal scorer. Yeah. He scored today. I made a prediction. He scored twice. Well, he scored once. But he had an assist, too. He had, assist. He had two points. What do you like good. out of those two guys? Well, I think they bring a lot to the table offensively. You know, starting with Marco Rossi, um, you know, when he gets the puck, he's the kind of guy that can just circle around the entire offensive zone. And He did. <laughs> and, and he did. And, and players just can't get the puck off him. Again, he's a guy that really protects the puck well. And you, you, you can see his skating is very high end. And, you know, in Ottawa with Andre Tourigny as their coach, Obviously, they, have a, they get very good coaching uh, from that staff. And, you know, with Marco Rossi, the details are very good. And not so much in this game where it's, there's a lot more wide-open offense, but just in general with Rossi, you know, he, he kind of plays the right way. He's always on the right side of the puck. Um, you know, if there's a turnover, he's turning back to, to forecheck. And I, I think it's really positive, all these little things that he does. As, as with Jack Quinn, um, this is a player I think has a lot of upside that he's realizing right now. He's an athletic kid, um, you know, great goal-scoring touch. Uh, I know they love him in Ottawa. You know, they, they think he can be a first-rounder. I, I would tend to agree with that assessment right now. I think, you know, he's the type of player that a lot of teams will say, you know, he's good now. But the 67s are a veteran team, let's not forget, and one of the best in the CHL. You know, think about the role that Jack Quinn has now, but then think how much bigger it's going to be next season. And then you look at that player and you say, you know, could he have like 90, 100 points next year? I certainly think that's a, a possibility. Yeah. Uh, one guy that a lot of people are kind of split on, at least 
after we saw the NHL Central scouting rankings come out is Caden Gooley. And I thought he had a pretty good game. He scored a goal. I thought he was all around just reliable. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that, you know, he's 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 kind of a project player because he went first overall in the WHL draft a couple years ago. He kind of hasn't been like the big star guy that you're, you'd see out of a Bowen Byron type player. Um, but what do you like about him? Because I thought he had a pretty good game, but there's just a lot of people who are very split on his mm-hmm. overall thing because he, he, does, he is prone to mistakes, and you, I don't think he's got a huge offensive output, but you give him a chance, he's got a good shot. Yeah, and I, I think he showed probably a little more offense tonight than is representative of his game. And, and that's okay because his asset is skating. Yes. And he's got great size. So when you forecast with Goulet, you know, for me what I see is a, a defenseman that has a lot of great characteristics for today's game. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe he is more of a shutdown guy or a two-way guy. You know, I, I think in a lot of cases when it comes to the draft – you know, we, we look at defensemen that can put up big numbers, and it's you know it's very sexy. But you need those guys that can shut down and, and just be transition players and, and move the puck out of the off or out of the defensive zone. And I think he has that capability. And you know, playing in Prince Albert, he had a long run last year. Got to go to the Memorial Cup with a veteran team. It's all good experience for him. And I, I still think he's one of the better defensemen in the draft class. And there's not a lot of high-end blue liners this year. Um, so I think after Jamie Drysdale, there's, pro- there's quite a bit of a gulf. But then you get into the Braden Schneiders, the Caden Goulets, you know, a couple of other guys around the world. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see the potential there. All right, that's it for the CHL Top Prospect game. I want to switch gears here and just give a kind of a brief uh, review of the CJHL Top Prospects game. Mm-hmm. Also held in Hamilton, not far from here. Yeah. Uh, so I did not get to go. Um, this was kind of a... The, the CJHL Top Prospect game, we don't get a whole lot of guys who are going to be uh, big NHL prospects. Uh, we, we've seen Alex Newhook, Alex Campbell, uh, Jack McBain come in the past few years. Uh, who are the guys this year to watch? Well, yeah, this is a great game um, to sort of clarify where everything is. Kale McCarr played in that game, too. Tyson Jost, Dante Fabro, that was a good one, too. Pretty good um, so for me, I would say the three players to watch, they all came out of the Alberta Junior A-League. Two of them are on the same team, Michael Benning yep. and Carter Savoy. Uh, Michael Benning, uh, great offensive defenseman, uh, a bit undersized. I think he's listed at about five foot nine. Uh, comes from a huge hockey family. Vancouver Canucks GM Jim Benning is his uncle. Um, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Matthew Benning is his brother. Um, you know, his dad was in hockey as well. So, I mean, he's been around the game his whole life. Uh, great offensive defenseman. Had a couple of points uh, right at the beginning of the game to sort of set the tone for Team West. Uh, and then his teammate, Carter Savoy, who also plays for the Sherwood Park Crusaders, he had an awesome snipe yep. in that game. Uh, very reminiscent of the Igor Sokolov goal for Russia at the World Juniors against Sweden, where it was just tough angle, and he just roofed it. Goalie had no chance. It's a random one to remember, but it's, uh, it's pretty accurate. It's though. fresh in my mind. Yeah, there you so, go. You yeah. were there, I think. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. yeah, I was literally there in the stands, so, and it was my side of the rink, too. Um, but Carter Savoy, he's been just piling up points in the AJHL. Both Benning and Savoy are University of Denver commits, and both of them could be 
with USHL Dubuque next season mm-hmm. if that's the path they, they choose to go. Um, so they both lived up to expectations. I think they're both top 50 picks. Uh, maybe even the potential for one of them to go in the first round, maybe kind of late first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other player that was a surprise to me because I wasn't that familiar with him was Ethan Edwards. Yeah. And uh, he plays for the rival Spruce Grove Saints in the Alberta Junior A League. Committed to the University of Michigan. This kid's a tremendous skater. Really uses his crossover strides well. And you can see the raw potential. And uh, he won't be going to Michigan for two years. So next year it's either Spruce Grove again or USHL for, for him. But, you know, talking to scouts, they, they see what he can be as an offensive defenseman. And, uh, you know, obviously he's got to fill out. He's got to round out his game. But you can't teach the skating he has it's it's a really high-end uh skating prowess that he brings to the table so i I really liked him and those are sort of the three guys that i think you're going to consider for like a top 100 yep for sure Uh, i'd I'd like to put two other names in there maybe maybe not top 100 more later but i think are going to be guys that could be interesting late round steals and that is cole o'hara North Eric Rangers player. I think we saw him play at the World Junior A Challenge and thought he, he was a 13 forward for a long time, but he kind of forced his way into the lineup and he could show that he could do everything. He's tenacious, throws some big hits. Uh, and I also really like Ryan Alexander. I know you weren't totally in on his game mm. a couple nights ago. This is a guy that, again, World Junior A Challenge, we saw what he could do uh, with a teammate of his from the Mississauga Sam Mike's uh, buzzer or St. Mike's Buzz. Just St. Mike's. Miss Saga does not exist that's not no. anymore. But, uh, it's a, it's, I wouldn't say it's a super strong year for junior A prospects, but it's mm. still a, a good year where you're going to get some good utility guys and good guys that you can kind of put in the NCAA for a few years and be excited about. Yeah, and you know that Canada East World Junior A Challenge team was a huge positive surprise. Yep. Um, probably one of the better teams they've ever had in that tournament in terms of results. Literally the best team they've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And uh, yeah, I, and I really liked Ryan Alexander in that tournament. In this game, I, what I did like was, you know, he he tends to have like a low center of gravity, so you would think he'd be pretty hard to knock off the buck. On this particular night, I thought he kind of got knocked down a couple of times that, it, you know, it kind of eliminated offensive chances for him. Um, but, you know, it's it's one game. It happens. With Cole O'Hara, he had a very nice goal at the end of the game where he tipped in a pass from Ryan Tverberg, who, uh, who put it right out front for him. And, yeah, I thought he was pretty active all game. He's got some nice skills. He's very involved. I think both him and Alexander and maybe even Tverberg are guys you start looking at in sort of the fifth and sixth round. And like you said, you know, they're kind of project guys. They're all committed to NCAA schools. And, you know, you, you hope that they just kind of keep growing and, and turn into something. And with NCAA prospects, you get a couple extra years that you don't get if you draft a major junior guy. or <laughs> Even if you go to Europe, sometimes those guys, you have their rights for a long time, but they may also start signing long-term deals out there. So, Anyways, that's everything we have for, from Hamilton. So make sure to check out thehockeynews.com for more coverage over the next few days. And uh, there's going to be a lot more prospect stuff coming up in Future Watch. So are you excited? I am. I'm very excited. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time.